got recordings look if i have recordings alex is out here talking about people uh so welcome to the adulthood podcast uh i am lexi and you are alejandro and today we're getting back into friendship and talking behind people's backs because um, in the news this week uh, Steve Harvey was in the news this week. Tell him the story. Uh, what's your title? Pop Ultra Editor, Secret Director of Bossa.com. What's your title? <laughs> Senior Director, Editor of Chief of Managing Bossa. Just the same thing you said. Okay, okay. That's my fake title for the show. Yes. So, tell us the story. So basically, Steve Harvey's co-host, Shirley Strawberry. Mm-hmm. You know, she does like the strawberry letters where people write in and say, Shirley, my marriage is falling apart. I have three side boobs at work. Which one should I choose? And, you know, she writes back, you know, how, you know, back in the day, what started as, you know, writing letters into the radio and somebody answered. Yep. So she's like the OG messy letter answerer. Yep. So she gets caught pretty much talking about her boss, <laughs> her co-worker. To her incarcerated husband. So she was, she was on the phone with her boo in, in prison. She was on the phone being messy, just telling all her business, saying that she done been to Steve Harvey's house when his wife's not home. Mm-hmm. Because his wife runs the whole marriage and she wouldn't have been able to go over there if she was over there. All he does is listen to what she says and she runs him and all of that. She says this to her incarcerated. So how did this even come up? Because did, did they get any more backstory? Like, if I'm talking to my man in prison, why am I spending some of the time of my precious time and money talking about my boss and his wife? How did they? Well, well Lex, you know how that go. You know how that, just like when you talk to me, you'd be like, girl, I mean, Alex, girl. But he's in prison. I don't have to. I, I, he wants to be behind bars. I for these minutes. He's like, what's the scoop? Yeah, he's like, what's the tea with Steve? How's Steve treating you? What's the tea? And she's like, Marjorie runs him. Mm -hmm. You know, he does whatever she said. And then whenever we come around, she treats us like the hell. Now that is a problem. You know, I do have a problem with that. Like, somebody's yeah. like, uh, go get me this. Go get me that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who are these people, Steve, that you have in my house? That's not her place. So, how did how did Steve Harvey take it? Because we saw once once it leaked, to me that is pretty damaging. I think it's damaging because you know my thing is yes, a lot of couples, the woman does run the household, but it's a different story. Once you get on public, you can't really make it seem that way in public, though. You know the same women. You'd be surprised the women that like bully their husbands at home, but in person when you see them, they're so cute and sweet. And then at home, we know that that woman like bullies the man. You're not supposed to know in public though. So I do feel like it's quote unquote a little damaging. Not not damaging for real. Like obviously it's not damaging in real life because everybody knows that a lot of men, you know, they're women run the household. But, it's true. But to say that and then oh she treats us like the help, you're essentially saying, hey, I don't really like this person's wife, and I don't like how who he becomes around his wife, which isn't. A, something that you want to hear from your friend. 
I mean, but the question is, are they even really friends? Uh... Well, that's definitely could be a whole another thing. They've worked together for a long time. So if anything, we should we can't assume that they're friends for real, but we can assume that they should be pretty close because they've been working closely for I mean ten years at this point, right? If not more, probably more. Um, so let's just say for this sake that they are friends, probably not best friends or anything, but you know, work friends, like, okay, you, you're coming to my Christmas party and stuff. Are you coming to my private Thanksgiving dinner with just my family? Maybe not, but you're coming to my like Christmas party at my house where I have like 50 people. You're invited to that, but you're not invited to my like family Thanksgiving. Let's say friends on that level, which is probably what they are. I, I think they're more coworkers. I mean, I, I just think, because of Steve Harvey, we talked about this. Because of Steve Harvey, I didn't take it as serious as you did or as serious as a few people did. Because he's already, because he's so self-deprecating that I just am so used to him saying these things himself that even though, yes, you're right, it was, it was you know, out of bounds for her to even speak on him like that, mm-hmm. for her to even talk about her business. But then again, that's your partner. I expect you to go home to your partner and tell your deepest, darkest co-worker secrets. I expect that. I mean, this is just me. I just assume that when y'all go home and you lay next to your boo, that you like, girl, sir, this is what happened today with, with my work husband. Yeah. I mean, or this is what happened. And then your boo ends up knowing all of it. So I do think he took it seriously enough to address it to his listeners. And he did not joke about it. He was very serious tone, serious face. Um, he could have done the comedian thing and made jokes about it. Um, but I think he actually did take it seriously. Um, and uh, But at the same time, he had to do the political thing. Like, okay, I don't want to throw it under the bus. I'm sure he was upset that his coworker slash whatever she is to him, friend, um, had that to say about his wife. Because also, I bet you that started stuff in the household. Because she's like, what are you telling this woman? That makes her think that I'm doing blah, 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 or that I'm bullying you. So you got to think of the ramifications of that one conversation. There's a couple things. There's They had a conversation at home. You know that that conversation probably wasn't a good fun. It wasn't no fun laughing and joking conversation. Then from there, Shirley has to go to work with this man after like saying something and you did not expect your boss to hear it. Now you have to work with him every day. And you know that he probably is upset at you. And so you have to just like work with him every day. And then you know now that Marjorie is going to be like, uh, she's not coming to our Christmas party this year. 49 people instead of 50. So there's so many things that that like one, one time that you say something about a friend and they find out there's so many layers to this of what can happen. And that's why I'm like, it's, it, you know, like you, we all talk about people. We all talk about friends. Come on. <laughs> oh, do we? Oh. We all talk about friends, but we know that if they had heard, and this is why we don't say these things to their face. Have you? I mean, now let me let me throw you let me, before yep. you get into yep. that. Like, let me give you my conspiracy theory about why Steve Harvey was serious about okay. this. Okay. On his show, you know, I'm just gonna tell you now. I feel like the rumors are leaning toward truth about him and Marjorie splitting. Okay. Okay. And I feel like that is why this was even a story because it ties into like what's really going on with Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. You know, if Steve Harvey talking to his co-host about this, 
is it is that why she felt so confident and free to even talk about this knowing that it could be recorded and you know the business that we work in a lot of, i would true. tell people 98 percent of the rumors end up being true since i've been here and people are always shocked since i've been here all the tips all the things i was just being like oh that can't be true every single time it's true every time so you think this is the only reason why steve harvey didn't joke about it and make a big thing about it yes because i think he's under pressure and you say he was talking to marjorie about it i don't think they talk about it i don't even think she's around i don't even think he knows where she's at <laughs> she's in central pay central pay now i work i'm just telling you the, his response and whenever somebody says the blogs the blogs the blogs yeah. is running around who do you think tells the blogs these things? It's either a family member, your cousin, yeah. your co-worker, or somebody close to you. That's how all of these rumors, whenever you see sources say yep. it is somebody who is unhappy in the answer. Yeah, and it's somebody really- Every time, who didn't get their envelope of money on time, so they said Steve and Marjorie is arguing, breaking up. Mm. Okay, so that's your theory on I'm just throwing it out there before you know we talk about how you talk about your friends their back. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, you know, one of the things that I thought about is like, have I ever talked about somebody they yes. found out? And no. so apparently, apparently I have that I can recall. Um, I actually ran into one of my friends from school came in town, and we had another friend that we were close with. It was three of us that used to hang out really heavy. And that third friend stopped talking to us like out of the blue. And the other friend told me, oh, yes, the other day, she said, oh, the reason why she stopped talking to us initially was because we were having a conversation with another friend, with another one of her friends. It was something out of like, not to be mean, but something out of care. And just maybe like, it might've been, because I, for example, this person I did used to always complain, like you always have all these extra random friends around. So that would be something that I would say, like, instead of just having your core friends, like you have good friends, you don't have to have new friends every couple of weeks. And I felt like she's one of those people that always wanted to bring around new people. So I did used to say that. And so I probably said something like that to the other friend, like, oh, it's always somebody new around, like that we don't know that she's bringing around. So I might've said something, you know, something like that. Whatever it was, it was a conversation amongst me and the girl and then another the other friend so apparently the girl told her that we were talking about her and so she said to the other girl i just found this out literally the other day that it was because whatever conversation we had about her it got back to her now here's the thing we know that the other girl's her friend so i know we didn't say anything crazy i know we didn't say anything crazy because that's stupid if anything, like I said, I know because that's something I've even told her. Like, girl, like you don't even really know these people, and you just keep bringing these people around. I always, I have a problem with all of my friends that do that. Like, why do y'all always have to constantly bring new people? Like, because it, it's not, it doesn't come off as authentic to me. Every time, if every time we go somewhere, you have some new friends around, it doesn't come off as authentic to me. And I'm like, and then it never is that person's never around for long. So there's several reasons why I don't like that. So anyway, I'm just saying all that to say I just found out that. This had happened, and, and this is why this girl uh, isn't our friend anymore. So I was like, oh, okay, I had no idea, because she told me something different. Uh, years later, she told me something different. But that's a good example of, you know, somebody finding out that you were talking about them and, and what happened. And we used to be really close. We were like best friends, and she stopped talking to us. So have you ever had a situation where, you know, you were talking about somebody, 
and then it got back to the person. Like so either somebody you told or somebody was around and said something. I mean, I think we all have, but you know, I, our reputations are mm-hmm. uh, we are authentic people. So I think most people have been in that situation, but see, people get scared. See, I will agree. If you come back to me and say, Lexi told me you said this, I'm gonna be like, yes, I did. <laughs> I said that you have a cleft foot. No, yes, no, I, I don't think that you would because me and Alex, so me and Alex have a lot of conversations. We do, we talk quite a bit about certain friends and like, can you believe so so did this? And I can't believe this happened. So we'll have conversations like that. There are definitely things that we say that we cannot say to those people. And Alex, I know you, there is no way you will feel comfortable being like, yes, I said this about you. I just don't think you're going to do that. Just <laughs> You're going to try to fix it. You're going to try to like, instead of saying, yeah, I said it. And what? You're not going to say that. We know. That. Yeah, I, I think, come on now. You know that we go way back. Mm-hmm. You know, I have said a lot of rude things that, you know, are rude or said things in front of people. Mm-hmm. Now, certain things that we have talked about, will I say it? No. I'm trying to keep the peace. And plus, it's self-preservation. I get, so, it. Like I, I get it. I'm trying to keep the peace. and But the thing is, a lot of these things, that it's different if it's constructive versus destructive. Right. You know, I just came up with that on the spot. Like, if it's constructive and it helps everyone, if I say it, that's always been my shtick. Like, I'll say something that everyone believes. Mm-hmm. I will take, I will bear that burden for everybody. Mm-hmm. But if it's just something that is destructive, if like I talk about your knees being wobbly or something, if it's something that is just <laughs> unnecessary, yeah, then yes, you are correct. I will withhold that. But if it's something like, you know, you do this and it impacts everybody. Yeah. I've always been the one to just be like, this is how it is. But I will only speak for myself. That's I'm not gonna bring. I'm not gonna bring all y'all down with me. Yeah. I just be like, this is, this is how I feel about this. Yeah. And a lot of times, people will appreciate the fact that you just went ahead and you said it, and it could fix the relationship. But most times, you didn't really want to be friends with that person anyway. So you just said what you had to say. You feel good about it, <laughs> and you move on. They're not gonna be your friend no more. Cool. So I don't really think that's the case. I think people are just human and they talk, they like to talk and gossip. So I don't really think it's the case of that people are talking about people that they don't really want to be friends with. I don't think that's the case at all. Well, I'm, I'm not saying that that's the case when you start, but if a person, once you tell somebody, or once they find out and then they react in an ugly way, then maybe y'all weren't meant to be friends anyway. I guess. I don't know if I believe that, but... You you go through this like if whenever something happens, mm-hmm. and then the first default is offensive conversation, or you did this two weeks ago, or you did this seven months ago, or you did this. I feel like a lot of people be holding things back for when you actually say something that a lot of people should know about themselves. Yeah, especially in among women, it's like two years ago when we were at Aruba. Yeah. You did this and it hurt me. And then two years have gone by. Y'all been BFFs. Yeah. I do agree with that. People hold in a lot of stuff. But that doesn't mean that they shouldn't be friends. It's just, that's just a... They not... You know the deal. And we talked about this. There's no point in being friends if you have... If a person feels a certain way about you and you hear about it. There's just no point. Well, that's how I feel. Like, yeah, 
person feels a certain way about me and they haven't addressed it, I'm going to kind of think, well, why do you want to be friends with me? If you think, if, if this is how you think of me. So for example, I found out recently from a friend, I found out that, um, that another friend says that I kind of dominate the conversation too much and I don't let anyone else speak. Now, my mom does this. So because my mom does this, I am very cognizant. I try to be very cognizant in conversations with people to make sure I don't over-talk anybody or um, try to dominate the conversation. I like to let people get out their full thoughts. Um, that's just something that I, I'm cognizant of it because my mother does this. And I don't want to come off the same way of not letting anybody speak or that, that, or that I'm not listening. Because sometimes when you do that, when you over-talk or when you dominate the conversation, it really comes off like you're not listening and that you don't really care what the other person has to say. My mom's going to get so mad at me when she does this. But that's just that's just what it is. I've told her this. Hey, mom. So, mom. So because of that, um, I was like, so I'm never offended when somebody tells me about myself. I like, But I do make sure, okay, do you have some examples? So I am one of those people, you better give me some examples. You can't just say, oh, she does this or that. So what I did is the next time I was around this person, I made sure to fall all the way back. And then guess what that person does? Asking me so many questions because I'm the one that has the good conversations. And usually if I'm at a table with certain people, I'm going to have probably the most interesting thing to say. And that's no flex or anything. I'm going to have something interesting to talk about. I'm going to have something fun, something different to talk about. We're not doing the same monotonous. What'd you do at work today? How's your job? Like, you know, those conversations are done in like two minutes, right? I, I feel like with my life experiences, I do have a lot to talk about. So people are going to naturally ask me questions. So, but at first I sat all the way back. I said, okay, let me sit back. But like I said, I do take criticism well, if you have some type of example or something. I didn't have an example necessarily. I had an example of a time. I knew the time where this person thought that I talked too much. Um, but you know, it's like, okay, well, let me adjust around that person. And that person's asking me all these questions. No, don't adjust. No, you know, don't adjust. Don't. Let her say what she got to no, say. No, but here's the thing. I actually, I'm different than a lot of people. I actually um, am self-aware and I like to, I like to be, um, hold myself accountable for how I treat people. And a lot of people aren't like that. So a lot of people would do like what you said, like, forget that. I'm still going to be myself. Yes, I'm still myself. But, you know, sometimes, but I also know that my personality may be a little bit too much for this person. I do know that. So I do know that there is, um, I know that my personality may not work for everybody. And I also know that just like there might be some people that I go into the room with that makes me shrink. Some other people might shrink when they come into my circle too around me. So that's another thing. Like I know that I do that around certain people and I know some people do that around me and I see it because I'm like, you know, you're so different when you're around other people. So um, that I know that that's reality. So sometimes you do have to adjust. However, that also what that makes me do is adjust how much I spend time with that person. That's really what is going to make me adjust. Like, okay, if I feel like I can't have a conversation and be myself, then eventually I'm going to stop hanging around you. I'm gonna, or I'm not going to invite you into my space either. So that's how I adjust. But sometimes you do have to hold yourself accountable for how you make people feel, and you do need to be. Um, accepting of it and just at least listen. But, but if, if they're not speaking to you directly about it mm -hmm. and you hear that from somebody else, then it's like you're doing that as a courtesy or you're doing that. It's like, why not speak to me about something that clearly bothers you? Because I know this one time she told this person wasn't the first time. Yeah, I'm sure it's just like, 
you know, some people have an obsession with whatever you do. You don't think that that's uncomfortable, though? Hey, hey, Lexi, um, you know, you, you talk over me. I feel like I can't get a word in when we're out. Yeah, in but, but see, now it's either you get over the uncomfortability of that conversation mm -hmm. and then y'all both come out with a better understanding and your friendship is strong. Or y'all do what y'all do now and eventually three months later, you don't come around no more. Poof. To me, that's more of a oh. thing. You either have to just get over it I do believe with women, especially once you once you address it, especially if you don't have a certain foundation with the person, once you address it, um, then it's kind of like once you address it, then it's kind of like, OK, we're done, you know, because it makes the person uncomfortable. Because now let's say she addressed it to me directly. What it would make me do is every time I'm around her, it would make me not talk as much. That's what I would do. That's what I'm saying. You're going to be like. Mm -hmm. yeah. but, more so, but more so it's me doing that trying to be funny because i'm like hmm, let me see if she i know so the rest of your life like will be dedicated to trolling this it, it is trolling but no because eventually like you said what's going to happen eventually is i'm going to make sure okay maybe i can't go to dinner with her but maybe i could like go to a lounge or a party in a group setting so it'll, it'll adjust how i have her be a part of my life it'll i, I will adjust i will adjust like we talked about, that's how you know who your real friends are and who your associates are. Because a, a real friend, if you if you were really just if you know that you want to be this person's friend, you are dedicated to this friendship, you are committed to this friendship, you you at some point will have something constructive to say at some point. Have you ever addressed a friend that you thought was whatever? Tell me a tell me a situation that you've addressed a friend and how did it go? I mean, it never really goes. Correct. Thank you. It never really goes. No, but see, that's the thing. It's all in what you say. Mm -hmm. I have addressed some friends who had destructive behavior. Tell me about it. You know, who had do, who had done some things that were destructive. Tell me about it without too many details. Like, in how, what really what you said to them. I'm really curious about what you said to them and what came of that. Well, yeah. you, you know, I, I turned into Jerry Springer. When, when he had the final word, you know, I just, the music plays, mm -hmm. it's like the end of family matters. I'm like, you know what? You know, you lead with love. Mm -hmm. You are the homie, but you just can't keep going down this path like this because it impacts all of us, mm -hmm. you know? I an example, but not, you don't have to give me the real example because yeah, but the person doesn't. It's like, I, when I was in college, I did have a lot of these conversations, especially, you know, when I was, with my radio thing mm -hmm. and i had to have this tough conversation with my former co-host because she had gone off to to pledge a certain organization while we we're in college and i replaced her while she went to pledge as my co-host mm -hmm. and so she came back looking for her her, her job okay me and her were like Cool. We were like really cool because we were gonna be co-hosts on a radio show. Yeah. She came back and she was like, she had pledged, she had went over, she had her jacket on, and she came back like, I'm back from my job. Uh-huh. And then my new co-host, you know, was there and I was like, ain't no new job. Mm -hmm. Ain't no, ain't no. <laughs> 
I just went ahead and replaced you. And I talked to everyone ahead of the radio station. I talked to the program director. This is my decision. Mm -hmm. You know, while she was going doing her thing, she wanted me to wait like eight months. Mm -hmm. No, the show must go on. You know, she do that destructive though. Well, it's like her behavior was manipulative. Mm -hmm. You know, like her behavior was like trying to get in between me and my new co. Ah, okay. My behavior, her behavior was, "How dare you do this to me? What happened to our friendship? (laughs) You fake." You told me you'd wait for me. Ah, so then you have- and so it was like, I had to t- talk to her and say, look, if, if you're going to work for a radio station, I'm going to be here. We have to coexist. And you have to understand that sometimes in life, you made your choice. I made my choice. That's perfectly fine. And she cried. Uh-huh. It was like a back and forth. And it was just like, I can't believe you did this to me. But then I didn't like the fact that now her relationship with my co-host there was something said and there was some bad energy there. Yeah. So we never ended up being friends the way that we used to to be. Now I could have been, I could have played it like, how about we put all three of us on the show? I could have like tried to massage it, but I just went and said, look, this is my decision. I'm going to stand up and be a man about it. And you're going to be upset about it. So I, to, to me, that's a little different because you're talking about a job and she left. Well, but it's not a, this, we were in college and it's not a job. We were friends. It's just like if me and you did a show mm-hmm. and then I replaced you and we had been friends for a while. Yeah. And then you came back and you were just like, uh, and we fought about it. To me, that's still different. I'm talking about like a friend, like something about their personality take off the job aspect because if that didn't happen then y'all would have never been in that situation if she didn't have if she didn't leave temporarily i'm talking about just like a friend i think it's still i think your friend breakup mm-hmm. if it happens it was probably going to happen at some point that, but that, and that was my thing about that situation I, I hear you i guess i don't know i was yes i hear you i think this since it was job related to me it's a little bit different versus like hey you have a friend and every time around, every time they're around, they're like the Debbie Downer, and then or they always aren't moody. And then you have to say, look, I don't like bringing you around because the rest of the friends always, you know, like you're bringing down the mood of them because you're always moody. I'm talking about like something like that, like a personality thing versus like that's a whole different. Thing. You got to, you got to say that though, right? But I'm but what I'm saying is what I was getting to is like it's uncomfortable to have that conversation of hey it shouldn't have been uncomfortable for you to have the conversation of, hey you were gone for eight months I had no choice obviously but to replace you cut and dry it was one of the most uncomfortable conversations I've had because we were cool yeah and because we because I did I was conflicted because I was trying to support somebody right in their in their situation versus waiting for somebody and you know sometimes i think about it you know that did you do the right thing you know you do you wait for somebody who's trying to achieve a goal mm-hmm. and then just and wait for them or do you just move on right and whatever see, that was- so we so we went from friends to not really being friends we see each other at homecoming and it's like oh my god and then that's it yeah. you know you know homecoming is stages you got your one-minute conversation, yep. your five-minute conversation. We, I think we shrunk down to like a pat and go. Okay, okay. I think it, it deteriorated all the way from like two-minute hug yeah. and five-minute conversation to pat and go. I, I hear you. Like, so, it was, so it was one person that 
the relationship completely and when you mix business and pleasure that's one thing like when you start mixing work with friendship that's that, that's a whole nother conversation that's why i'm saying I, to me i think i hear you because it was an uncomfortable uh, uncomfortable conversation for for you i mean we're in college and we're not getting paid to do this yeah. it's just an extracurricular activity but, it's, but it's, something future, that, it's something for your future though so to me that does yeah, i wouldn't say it was for my future it was just something that i did yeah but I'm, it like it was something that i love to do yeah and it ruined the relationship and I had to have, instead of just trying to fix it. Yeah. What I'm saying is the awkwardness of the conversation. I, yeah. That's really what I'm saying. Like now, instead of me saying, you know what, let's work it out. Mm -hmm. All of us can do something. You could be our producer. Yeah. Let's all be a happy family. It turned into, I'm done. Yeah. And I get what, I get what you're saying. Like we've talked about this before. Sometimes you just have to say things. Sometimes you I like I'm on that side. See, we're older, yeah. we're geriatric millennials. I can't do the whole I heard something about myself that you feel, and now you want to invite me to your birthday dinner. Now you want to invite me to your outing. Yeah. No, let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's get into it. I hear you say that, but I just don't think knowing you, and I'm the same way, I just don't think that you are that person that's going to bring it up or just like, hey, I heard you was talking about me. You know, no, but you know, that's different than saying if you bring up something that's constructive again that could save your relationship. See, we're not talking about the things that you and I know, just you have said about people behind their back. Because you know, I don't I don't do that. No, but okay, but we're talking about the Shirley like Steve situation, like somebody, you know, like you're expressing to somebody else what you don't like about them to somebody else, and then you hear it. And then, or you can hear from somebody else, or Shirley could have told him, like, Steve, I think that, like, obviously she wasn't going to do that, right? So more so about, like, friendship relationships where do you have to decide, do I tell them? And then now it's going to be even more awkward, depending on the person, because you also know your friends. So you know your friends that who, who's going to take it well. I know the first time somebody told me about myself, I didn't take it. no. I did not take it well. I was probably defensive, but not defensive as in like, forget you. It wasn't defensive like that. Well, it depends on the, I, I think that's the thing. That's the bottom line. It depends on the person. Yeah, but we're, I'm only, I'm only referring to actual friends. So I'm not. Right. It depends on what your friend has going on Look, and what y'all's relationship and dynamic. Let me tell you, an acquaintance can't tell me Nathan about that's, that's But we're not. If, if it's a stage one person and they and they come into your life and then they try to tell you something, yes. no. If it's a person you respect, no, we're not talking about. If it's a person that you a hundred percent respect, your homie, your homegirl tells you something that you did, tells you that you hurt them, that you hurt their feelings. I feel like if y'all are friends and you want to maintain a relationship, I feel like you have to say something. Don't go to anybody else. Because yeah. we know one thing that I know, and if the Gen Z folks listening to this, I assume two things. That A, people are going to say something at some point when I leave. Uh -huh. And B, you never know who's aligned on whose team. Never. I always assume yep. that somebody is going to, there's always a person, like you said, it's they went back and told. You never know the secret allegiances of people. You never know. When somebody asked me a question, because this happened a couple months ago, someone asked me a question about a couple people. I acted like, huh, who, what? And then once this person shared her opinion, 
and I realized that we had the same opinion about this person, then I started chiming in. I said, I'm waiting. I need to see what they're going to say first because I'm not crazy. I'm not going to just say, well, this is what I really think about this person. I'm not going to say that because it was, first of all, this wasn't friends. This were acquaintances, but still I didn't know her allegiance to these people. So when she asked me at first, I was just like, oh, you know, I just kept it real light. And then when she opened up and, and her her thoughts, I was like, oh, actually, I do feel the same way. And this is why. And so we had we were able to have a conversation about it. So even that, you have to watch that. But now, however, I would have never, I would have never, ever, ever just said like, well, hey, actually, I don't really care for this person. I don't care for that. I would never say that to someone if I figured that they might be friends with that person. I would never even say that. Like, I would, I wouldn't even say that. So it's just. There's definitely levels to it, but when it comes to actual friends, you can either take the plunge and say something to them and hope that it works out for the best or not. But this is what I do. Unfortunately, with a couple people, actually a couple people that I've, you know, I fell out with two people last year, three people, really, uh, three people last year, um, all kind of connected in some way. But I realized also that things have been bothering me for years and I never said anything. But I never said anything because also they're not the end all be all for me. So one thing I noticed when I started, actually, I was listening to this podcast. I think it's called Melanin 360. They were talking about friendships and people being offended for not being invited to certain places. I feel like a lot of people have put so much energy into their friend group. And a lot of people have smaller friend groups than I do. So it was different if these if these were my only friends. And I think I would have said something and spoke up because they're my only friend. But because I have so many friend groups, it just never bothered me as much because I'm like, guess what? I can hang out with 10 other crews of people because I have at least 10 different crews of friends that I hang out with at different times. I don't mix my friends a lot. So I think that's why it didn't bother me. But a lot of times when, when things really bother people and they feel the need to address every little thing, it's literally because, no, these are my only three, four friends. And if I am mad at them, I don't have anybody else. And I realize that I do realize that I have more friends than the average person and I have different, you know, different cliques. But I think that's why I let things slide so much because it's not like they're the, it's not like they're my only friends and I have to be around them all the time. But I do think like if y'all was in high school, like high school, when you when you that's to me, when you have like that one click high school, you don't have 10 different cliques. You have that one click. And once you fall out with them then you don't have any friends. Because I remember that happened to me in high school. The clique that I was hanging out with, they got mad at me about something. And then I literally didn't have any friends. So then I just started randomly hanging out with other people. See, in high school, that happens. Me as an adult, I did, I just didn't put emphasis on it. Emphasis, And I also don't feel the emphasis to put emphasis on grownups who like do things that are just not right. I don't, I don't, I'm not their mother. So I don't feel like I need to address every little thing. Now I did address some things with both, with two of the people I did. I was start, I did start addressing things, but when I noticed that we weren't getting anywhere in the conversation, then I just left it alone. But then eventually, yeah. eventually it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? I'm done. It was no, it look, it was no blow up. It was, well, at least with two of them, it was no blow up. It was just kind of like, okay, like, all right. Like, and I just, like, I just, I literally just said, look, I need some space. I need a break. All right. No, I didn't even say space or a break. I just said, yeah, I just don't want to talk to you right now. But that right now turned into forever. Like, that's how I am. Like. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. They, you know that these people are not your friend friends. Yeah. They are just, they are just like companions, associates. Or, you know what? Actually, some other people in my life about about one of the people in particular said like oh i think that that person was using you anyway so no one expressed that to me but 
I did hear that after the fact. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So, and I never. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I think I know who this is. No, you're going to be surprised who it was. It's not who you think. It's not who you think either. But I, so a couple people expressed that. Like, I think that person was using you as a friend anyway. Like, yeah. and I was like, wow. Like, but, you know, but that's another thing. Like, what are people's motives of being friends? So, yeah, you might not address something. If you know, hey, Lexi can get you in the so-and-so place. Oh. You need to address that. I do whatever I need to. Oh, also, ooh, let's talk about another somebody, another friend. I think this is just interesting because to me, it is interesting to hear stuff about myself. Um, like once you start really finding out how people really feel about you and friends, um, one of our mutual friends told me that I'm a little mean. And I was like, what? I was like, okay. And so I said, give me some examples. Was not I was offended, but not offended. I know you didn't ask for examples. I, I mean, we both we both know you mean. Oh. So I don't even. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How are you acting taken aback? Come on now. One thing so, that I know. I think I was taken aback by the person that said it. It was the person that said it, and it. Was, you know, my mom thinks I mean. My mom thinks, and my mom don't mean to men. She thinks because a lot of people don't have direct people in their life, and that goes back to like even. You talking about like, oh, well, you know, you're not going to say so directly to people. I am very direct. And I think it does come off as, quote unquote, mean, because people are not used to people telling them about themselves or telling them what they don't want to hear. Because a lot of people are do boys and do girls. A lot of <laughs> no. no, I didn't say that, no. but I'm very direct. So, you know, are you but, you, but I still want an mean. example. Like, you no, can't no. tell me I mean, and like, oh, okay. Oh, I'm asking you, Alex. I'm asking you for an example. Look, this we talking about being constructive, but give me an example. I will take it. Uh, this is none of these examples are, I can say. You, you know, when I see when I look at when I say mean, uh huh. See, I think it's funny. Okay, so the tone. But the way that the, the way that you say things can be considered mean. It's like you call me mean or rude. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. See, to, to, us, to us, it's just banter. But to regular people, it'd be like, oh, you're so mean. So, but that's my point. But you have to give examples. And, and is it that we're direct and we're being like, hey, this is how we feel about this person? Because going back to that's why I'm saying mean and direct can kind of come off the same way. It basically, yeah, but direct is one thing, but saying like this person, like we talked about, this person is not, that not smart. Is that mean or are we? <laughs> if you say, did, if you it's notice, the truth. did you notice that if you get around two of your friends and you're like, you know what, I noticed something, and then they're like, what you noticed? I like that. Do, do you ever think about is this person like on the <laughs> a little like it's a little it's a little no, delayed. Like if somebody is just like not intelligent. Yeah. Um, but is that if I say someone's like, oh, I, they're just not that intelligent, that does not is that me? That, is that me? That is oh, okay. That is me. Okay. See the, the regular people. Because the older you get, I feel like when we're in our geriatric uh -huh. millennial stage, it's 
you when once you pinpoint that somebody is uh -huh. not the brightest, then it does come off mean because we're like adults, right? Because it sounds it sounds elementary. Okay, but yes, <laughs> but if I'm saying like, hey, this person's not that intelligent, there's probably some truth to it. So if we're saying well, probably it is if I say it to two other people, two other people be like, man, I just noticed that too. Every time I say this, she'd be like, huh? And then, no, it's, not, no, it's, it's, it's for example, like there are certain people that I can talk to and get and have an intelligent conversation with, but I know my friends that I can't have like an intellectual conversation with. I can't talk about what I read on BBC. I cannot talk about what I read on BBC with certain people. And they don't they See? don't follow the news, but that's not a okay. I hear what you're saying. It is mean. Okay, sure. But the person that said that I was mean, our mutual friend, she said she was like, because you say stuff that like I don't want to hear sometimes. Like, yeah, it might be true, but I don't want to hear it. And I was like, okay, so you're mad because I tell you that the dude that you're talking to is an F boy and that he doesn't want you. Like you're mad at me. So I think sometimes when you when you put reality, when you when you're really talking reality to people. It can come off as mean, um, which is why I don't really do reality. So I, again, let me go go back to one more thing. Um, one more thing that another friend told me about myself, and I fixed it. She told me that I'm a dream killer. She told me this a long time ago. She was like, I don't like telling you anything because you're a dream killer. So I was like, okay. So if you tell me that you want to be an astronaut tomorrow, I'm just going to say, you know what, girl? Go ahead, girl. You could do it. Because I used to be the person that would be like, I don't even think that's possible. Like you have to go back to school and then you have to go through training at NASA. You have to do this. You have to do that. I used to be that person. I use this example all the time. Like you say you want to be an astronaut tomorrow. Sure, girl, go ahead. So now I'm that person. So now I don't tell you like, well, you know, you got to like, you know, you have to go back to school and then you have to do this and you have to do that in order to do that. So I think that I'm being practical, but my practicality comes off as mean and a dream killer. So I changed that about myself because actually my ex told me the same thing. He's like, you're a dream killer. Like nobody wants to talk to you about that. Like you're a dream killer. Two people told me that I took it very seriously and I made adjustments. So that is something that, you know, I've heard about myself that I, that people who, who loved me, loved me at the time decided to tell me about myself. And I adjusted because you know what? I had some accountability and I wish that more people had had some accountability instead of just getting upset when someone tells them about themselves. Cause that one, I had one, two, a couple of situations last year when I'm telling them how people act and they immediately dismiss it and they're not even open to hearing it, then that's a problem. So that goes back to the friendship of like, okay, I'm not going to keep having a conversation with a grown up about how they are and how, how people receive them. I'm not doing that. So that's when I just, okay. I, I mean, you know, we, and I told you this before, you know, the whole dream, dream killer is such a, it's such a strong, it's such a strong thing to say to somebody because it's like you're letting, you're telling somebody that they have the ability to influence what you want to do or what your dream is. I don't know. I just, I feel like you need different kinds of friends. Yeah. You need you need an overly analytical friend. Like you need somebody who's gonna be like, whatever you're trying to do, like I think you can do it, but you have to do it. There's certain ways that you can do it that you were not doing. But that's what I'm But to say you're killing my dream or you're saying this and being negative, I just feel like everybody needs the 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 direct 
truth teller, reality person in their life. Everybody needs one. So they don't want it though. So yes, they might need it, but they don't want it and they don't appreciate, they don't appreciate the direct realistic person. They don't appreciate it. But you know, we're in the generation now of the like, I'm gonna sit in my mom's basement until I would until my idea becomes a million dollar business, I'm gonna sit in my mom's basement. So we're also dealing with this new generation that that's what life is. Life is I want to be I get tired of hearing every little kid say, I want to be a million, I want to be a millionaire. Like that's all they talk about is money. But how are you going to be a millionaire? So I feel like we're this whole new generation and this new internet world is all about, girl, sis, you can do whatever you want to do. No matter what you want to do, sis, everything is very much, everything is so super optimistic. Like no one has time for pessimism or realism. So I am okay with that. I have very much, I'm very much aware that most people can't handle realists because a lot of times realists look at it as pessimism and People don't want friends like that. So I hear you. Everybody should. Everybody needs one, but they don't want one. Trust me, because I. I mean, they don't want. I, and I think people have to. People have to know the difference between pessimism, and realism. They don't. They're, see, they're, like they're, pessimism, people just. It's like if you see a person that they tell you that what you're doing, could be done a different way to get to a certain goal that they believe you can achieve. That's not pessimism. I hear you. That's being realistic. So I just, it, it just, it is, it does bother me that people just want you to just say, "Oh, you girl, you can do it. You can do whatever you want to do." And as soon as you say one small thing, is you hate on me. Yeah. You you don't believe in me. Yeah, like the girl. Yeah. It's it's. A see, if I see people saying being critical, but then I see that same person uplifting people, celebrating people. Like like you, like other people that I know, then I know that that person always has good intentions. Yeah. Versus, it's never gonna happen. You're never gonna do it. You're whack. You need to go and do that's that is a completely different tone. I hear you, but we know how this new world is, and it's like if you're not on Team Go Sis, Team Go Bro, whatever. If you're not on there, without you, and you, there are no rebuttals. There are no rebuttals of. Well, if you do this and then this, like they do not care. They just want to hear, yes, you are going to be a boss, sis, and you're about to make a million dollars. Like they don't want that. Like that's just that's how the new world is. Is very super optimistic, passion, 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 super optimism. I'm going to be a millionaire within six months because of my amazing idea. Like people aren't about realism anymore. They're just about being super optimistic. So, I mean, I get it, but like I said, I'm optimistic. I've adjusted, but you know, all in all. Look, what, what y'all gonna do? You know, are y'all gonna tell your friends about stuff? Are y'all talking to your friends? Or are you gonna sit back? Like, you determine what you do, because I've definitely been told about myself several times and a couple times recently, and I hold myself accountable for it. But yeah, when it comes to friendships, you have to, you should speak up at a certain point. But there's a certain point, like I said, where I'm like, forget it, because this is an adult. Yeah. I don't have time anymore. I do. Couple times. Just diagnose how close you are with a person and if it's worth it. And if it's worth it, yep. If you don't think it's worth it, then just let it go and, and troll people like Lexi does. Yes, I will troll you. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you do think it's worth it, then just be as constructive as possible. And that's all you can really say. Cause we grown. Like nobody has time to be babying you. If you want to say it, cool. If you don't want to say it, 
but then don't say it in front of people who you don't know where their allegiances lie. Because people love to go and run. Girl. Yep. Girl, Lexi said this. And then the whole time you're thinking that y'all cool and this person is running around telling everything. And you'd be like, who is the mole? And that the person that keeps running back, just keep, if you don't want to talk to them directly, yep. then just, just troll them like Lexi. Oh, like and, and lastly, don't call your prison boo on the phone when you know that it's recorded and it gets leaked. So that's that's it. Watch who you're talking to. Yes. Call. So we'll be back next week. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and follow and listen to old episodes. We actually had a conversation about friendship before, so check out that old episode too. Yeah, you know. Exactly. That's all, like, that's all we got to say, because at this point, you're grown, you're trying to get money. It's going into the fall. We talked about getting booed up, so that's all that really matters. Yes, well, you can follow me at Alejandro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at Alejandro. <laughs> you can follow me at. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> oh, Alex, do you want to say it in tone? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Alejandro underscore Neglacia. And you can follow me at Lexi with the Curls. We'll be back next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>